You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. We are going to talk about the offense again today because another story at the end of last week came out and there was a lot of discussion about it on the interwebs. There was a lot of discussion about it on talk radio. There were pieces written, there were thoughts given, and we I didn't get the chance to do that because it it came after all of our shows. And so there was there was no time for us to discuss it. And it, it was not breaking news, so we didn't need to get to it in some sort of special dedicated way. We have enough shows. <laughs> I understand your time is valuable. So I try not to I try not to to butt in. Unless we have something very important to say. And what happened was Mike Lombardi said on his podcast, Mike Lombardi, former front office person, whatever you feel about Mike Lombardi, not important in this moment. He said he knows for a fact, we can talk about that part later, knows for a fact Aaron Rodgers doesn't like to turn his back to the defense. And that he feels like he now being Mike Lombardi, that the Packers are having to retrain Aaron Rodgers to play a certain way. Let's start here. And then I want to, I want to talk about, uh, let's just start here because I've got a lot of thoughts on this. I've got a lot of thoughts. Here's my first thought. I don't care. And not that I don't care that the story exists and I don't care, you know, that that he thinks this, although frankly, I don't. I don't care if Aaron Rodgers likes turning his back to the defense. I don't care. I just don't. Because that's part of the offense and it is not the whole offense. And so we can talk all we want about how much play action is going to be in this offense. It's going to be in this offense a lot and and more than it was under Mike McCarthy. There is an interesting question here that we are going to get to, uh, and that is this, this chicken and the egg with play action. Is it the case that Aaron Rodgers became disenchanted with the idea of play action because the Mike McCarthy play action game had floundered. It had fallen apart. I wrote extensively and have written, you know, a bunch about the play action game. We have done it at Acme Packing Company. I detailed the the precipitous drop in effectiveness and in usage the last three years. If you look at the numbers from 2014 to 2015, it is a huge dip 
in play action usage. The Packers went from a, a slightly above average team to the, the lowest play action team in the league. My contention is that that was because Jordy Nelson had a torn ACL and Eddie Lacy ate himself out of the league. And Green Bay was never quite able to recapture the magic of that Jordy Nelson deep, the, the skinny posts that he would run off play action, full house backfield, that kind of stuff. And while it is not the case that you need a good run game for a good play action game, I do think Mike McCarthy believed that it was the case. And so you look at last year, they ran more play action than the year before. Good run game, good offensive line. So, you know, that is an interesting discussion to have, I think. Whether Rodgers likes it or not, to me, is irrelevant. Because here's the thing. Number one, not every play-action pass is going to involve him turning his back to the defense. Plenty of play-action passes are done where you're just basically taking from the shotgun. It's uh, it, it's going to, you might have an, an announcer call it an RPO, but it's not. It's just a fake. Or what you might have is it's a drop. Rodgers is a big fan of the the sort of fake draw play action fake where he's taking a drop from under center and he is taking what looks like just a three or a five step drop, usually a five if you're going to if you're going to have the play action and he fakes the give to the running back. But it's a pass. Not every play action is a boot play where you have to have your deep your back to the defense a bunch. Aaron Rodgers can do the thing. So that part of it, we don't even need to we don't even need to worry about that part. We know he can do it. When Aaron Rodgers is in an offense with well-designed play action, he is a killer at it. And we have talked on this show about how Matt LaFleur has an opportunity and has an offense that could bring that killer back out of Aaron Rodgers. That Mike McCarthy, I think in large part because of his offense, the offense that fell apart, the play action part of it. And along with the rest of it, frankly, uh, that it just became something that Rodgers didn't like to do because it was bad. Because it was bad. You know, we don't we we didn't have to have the injury. We didn't have to see the injury because this this you can't blame the injury because the precipitous drop started in 2015. A year after, by the way, he cut up the league with play action. I mean, 2014, he was the MVP in part because he had Eddie Lacy at his peak in the backfield, Jordy Nelson at his peak, and the best Randall Cobb season we've seen. One of the reasons that offense was so good was play action. This is a quarterback who has, at various points in his career, spent time just working on the ball handling. So whether or not he likes it is irrelevant. He can do it. And he's really good at it. It also is not going to be like, you know, 60, 70% of his dropbacks. It's not that big a part of the offense. Even a lot of play action is like 30% of dropbacks. So from last year to this year, and I wrote this in the piece that I wrote for Acme Packing Company, if, if we just saw the uptick from last year, by the way, when he played with a broken leg. They actually ran more play action in 18 than early in 17. Even though he had a broken leg. All right. But he hates to do it, right? Okay. Anyway. Even if we see just that increase to the increase 
that the, to the place where Marcus Mariota was last year in Matt LaFleur's offense. Just that increase. And, and percentage-wise, it looks like a significant increase. It's like three or four extra passes out of play action a game. And again, that doesn't have to mean full extension, back to the defense, you know, do, and, and there's a reason that, that quarterbacks don't like to do that. It is the case that some quarterbacks don't like to turn their back to the defense because you want to see what the defense is doing. It can be harder to read what's going on and predict it if you can't see them. Teams use pre-snap motion on defense the same way that teams do on offense to keep offenses guessing. Now, the Packers are going to use a lot of pre-snap motion of their own to try and give the quarterback the information, to try and give Aaron Rodgers an understanding, okay, they're probably good. They're, they've got two shell over the top. They've got man coverage, and here's what they're probably going to be doing. That pre-snap motion can help reveal some of that, and it can also create confusion of its own for the defense. And so maybe that makes Aaron Rodgers more amenable to it. But I think there's also a reasonable question to be asking is, does it matter if Aaron Rodgers likes to take to turn his back to the defense? If the offense works, you just got to do it. You just got to do the thing. And he knows the offense works. He said he likes the offense. It works. We've seen it work. Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay have proved it works. And by the way, this is this is a team that is going to have an offense that is some conglomeration of all of the offenses that we've seen those three guys run. Matt LaFleur, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan. Rodgers is going to play under center more. He might not love that. He's going to love wide open, easy completions and, and gimme touchdowns. And we saw what Sean McVay was able to do with Jared Goff. It is less important that you can watch and diagnose the defense when you are setting up the defense with something where you know it's going to work. You know that that tight end is going to leak out the backside. And if the defense does its job, that guy's probably wide open. I mean, imagine the, you have a play created so that if people do their jobs, you have you have turned them into an unwinnable situation and you've got you're going to have someone wide open. Imagine an offense like that. That is the theoretical point of or at least one of the aims of this offense. So who cares? Who cares? We're going to get to more of this in just a second, but I want to remind you that for the latest takes on NBA free agency, follow all of the Locked On Podcast Network hosts on one Twitter feed at Locked On NBA Net. An awesome way to get all the latest opinions from the local experts during NBA free agency. It's Locked On NBA Net. Part of this goes back to the point that I've been make, making for months. And that is, if the offense works, there's no problems. Now, I do think this is related to the questions about audibles. Because the cynics will say, the critics and the haters and the losers, of whom there are many, will say that, well, if Rodgers doesn't like to do it, Matt LaFleur could call it and Rodgers could audible and you're boned. Because now you have a tug of war with your coach and your quarterback because your coach is asking your quarterback to do something he doesn't want to do. And he's going to say... I'm not doing it. There are so many ways around it. But here's the thing. We don't have any evidence. We don't have any evidence that 
when play action is called and these shot plays are in there, what did what did Rodgers want to do last year more than anything? All he wanted to do was push the ball down the field. Every throwaway that he had last year was basically a result of him wanting to push the ball down the field and not being able to. That was everything he wanted to do. Well, this offense is designed to push the ball down the field. So even if the thing that he has to do to get there is something he doesn't like, he then gets to do the thing he loves to do and that we know he's good at. So, and and that's the part that I think can't be forgotten. When these opportunities come, if they hit them, this is this is so critical. If the plays work, he is going to be happy. I don't think we should extrapolate too much about the way that Aaron Rodgers felt about Mike McCarthy and his offense and those plays with how he feels about Matt LaFleur and those plays. Now, could he try and push the envelope a little bit with the new coach? Could he push the boundaries and try and figure out, okay, where's the line? How much is too much in terms of the power structure? How much can I grab here? And, and in some ways, that's kind of natural uh, to do that. You know, you, you have a, a new teacher or early in the school year, you know, you got to figure you got to figure out okay how much how much where is the line how far can i go here what is our relationship going to be like and they're still working on all of that that and that's important that communication is important i don't think that rogers has become incapable of playing within structure i don't think he's become some player who all he cares about is doing it his way i don't think he is that kind of player. I think what he wants to do is win. Now, does he want to win his way or no way? I don't think we have evidence to suggest that he would rather lose games his way than win games another coach's way. The reason we we can't say that is because the Mike McCarthy way was not the winning way. It had been for a long time, and it was unable to adapt and to grow and to evolve which is what Aaron Rodgers wanted it to do. And Aaron could look around at the league and see what Andy Reid did, knowing Andy Reid and Mike McCarthy are cut from the same cloth. They have the same bones to their offenses. And yet Andy Reid pushed his. He grew his. He evolved his. And that's how we got Doug Peterson and Matt Nagy and Kyle Shanahan is doing interesting things. Sean McVay is doing interesting things. Maybe Matt LaFleur is doing interesting things. We'll see. It, it's not hard for me to believe that Rodgers is looking around going, what, what are we doing? What are we doing here? And why? <laughs> Maybe more importantly, you've got a change of scenery. And I don't mean physical location, but everything looks different. The world looks different. It's going to look different under center. He likes to play from shotgun, especially as he gets older. Quarterbacks tend to like to play from shotgun. Drew Brees does a lot from shotgun. He also does a lot under center. Tom Brady still does a lot under center. Go watch the playoffs. Those Patriots teams bullied defenses. They punked the Chargers with their run game. Punked them. Punked them. And then play action killed them 
killed them with play action. The Rams built an offense around play action. They have a quarterback who can't call his own audibles. Well, he can. He just doesn't always. Rodgers can. And he will. And I, you know, I think if you ask Sean McVay if he didn't have to relay to Jared Goff the stuff that he, the information he has to relay to him, he'd say, I'd rather Jared just do it. Well, Aaron Rodgers can just do it. And that makes him different. And that means the offense has to be different. Now, it is the case that Matt Ryan wanted to play in shotgun. He had a certain way he wanted to play. And he did not adapt well early on to playing more under center. And the offense with Kyle Shanahan in year one was a struggle. And it wasn't it wasn't like they were terrible. But they weren't clearly as good as they were in 2016. But once they got on the same page, things took off. Now, the question is twofold. How much uncomfortable does Aaron Rodgers get with this new offense? And can Matt LaFleur, if he is uncomfortable with parts of it, make him feel comfortable with it? Because it is the case that that Mike McCarthy changed Brett Favre's career at the end, resuscitated it by making him uncomfortable and forcing him to, to fix bad habits and to play under control. And Matt Ryan was uncomfortable with Kyle Shanahan's offense and some of the mechanics of it. And he pushed through. They, they did it together, and, and they, create, they came out the other side. How uncomfortable is Aaron Rodgers with this? We don't know the answer to that. We, we, we have someone saying a thing that may or may not be true. We also know that even if it is true, it is the, it is the case that the, the Packers have still been running play action and that when at various times in his career, when Aaron Rodgers has been at his best, play action has been a huge part of his arsenal. So the idea that he has to be retrained is just fundamentally untrue. He can do play action. He can do it. He's really good at it. The question isn't about can he do it. In fact, last year when the offense was was struggling, they went to more, I thought, frankly, I thought too many play action rollouts because the, the defenses seemed to know it was coming. And, and so it was like, what, 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 you just ran this play. And they, and they defended it, and now you're calling it again. It was very bizarre, very bizarre. But the, the, back to the point here, does Aaron Rodgers need to be trained, retrained to trust play action? Maybe that is the case. I would believe that. But he doesn't have to be retrained to, to be good at it. He can be good at it right away. He can be good at it tomorrow. The question is, how truly uncomfortable is he with the mechanics of this offense from what we've seen and from what we've heard and from what we've heard from Rodgers specifically, but other guys on the offense, it seems like everyone likes the offense and that it's going well. And Rodgers is having fun absorbing and growing and, and being a sponge to all of this and has this new challenge to the point where he wants more freedom in the offense to be creative with it. I don't think anyone should take the audible part of this and say, well, he doesn't like the offense. No, he just wants control because he's smart and can do the thing. 
maybe there's a control thing in there too. But I think the important part of all of this is it doesn't need to be taken as a negative. Because number one, we don't know that that any of this is really that important. Again, I've stated from the beginning, I don't care if he likes to do that, if he likes to turn his back to defense. I just don't care. I don't care. And I don't think it materially impacts the outcome of plays because he's been doing it and he's been good at it. And so it's like, what are we talking about? The question is, how much uncomfortableness, uncomfort, uncomfortability, un, I don't, it doesn't matter. How, <laughs> how uncomfortable is he, the Porky Pig style of editing? How uncomfortable is he? We don't know. And, and if he is uncomfortable, to what degree can Matt LaFleur make him feel comfortable? Can, to what degree is that discomfort healthy and, and getting Rodgers back within the, you know, the ability to play within structure? We know he can do it. He's got to want to do it. And in order to do that, he's got to trust the structure. So now we have taken it all the way back full circle to what I've been saying for months. The best way to make sure none of these things are problems, to make sure everything is healthy and everything is evolving the way it ought to. And this is hard, but it's the truth. The best way to avoid all of that, have success early. And speaking of having success, it's really easy to play Locked on Packers when you are driving to work or from work or around town or grocery shopping or whatever it is. I don't know your life. All you have to do is tell your smart device to play Locked on Packers and we'll be right there with you for that whole drive. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. Still working on the rookie orientation, the Kadar Holman rookie orientation, our last one of the series. And maybe it'll be like, Marquez Valdez-Scantling last year, uh, you know, the, the one guy we didn't do and who we actually was going to play. One of the reasons why we didn't do Cole Madison is he never showed up. Uh, and maybe Holman turns out to be the guy that has a great season, a great rookie season. He is getting plaudits. We talked about that a little bit the other week. An impressive young kid. So we'll get to that as soon as we can. Otherwise, more content coming this week. We are one step closer to training camp, a little less than a month out now from training camp, which means the pads the pads come on and we get real football. This is this is when we actually start to learn important, meaningful things about this team, about the players, and about this really this offense, which I think is key, but also the evolution of this defense. Where are they? Where are these players? How are they communicating? What does this defense look like with all of these new additions? And what can they look like in the future? So we're going to break all of that down. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Please subscribe and rate the podcast. It helps us. It really does. So iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you find podcasts, subscribe to Locked on Packers. Tell a friend to describe. We haven't done Make a Friend Monday in a while. Make a friend. Tell them about Locked on Packers. I love getting notes. Hey. I told my coworker today, hey, I told my friend today, hey, whatever. I told my date today, Locked on Packers. Go make a friend and, and tell them. And the other thing you can do, tell me what's going on in your life. What are you thinking about with the Packers? By hitting me up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, 920-341-3775. It's the best way for you to stay connected to the podcast and the best way to stay 
Locked on Packers.